you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. We are talking about something really juicy today, so... I don't even know what to tell you to do to get ready for this. Buckle your seatbelts. Get, get a fresh bev. <laughs> a, fresh, a fresh beverage. Yeah. Yes. So good. Okay. So um, Suzanne has this, this favorite quote and she's always sort of lived by it. And you have it, you have it pinned up somewhere. I can't remember, but tell them the quote, Sue. Okay. I read this actually when I was in college and we were studying a lot of these classical designers like Colfax and Fowler on like great English tradition. And um, Roger Banks Pye had worked for Colfax and Fowler and then um, wrote his own book and they're amazing sketch artists. And so I would just study, I'd study their words. I'd look at their drawings, everything. And they always had these really great quotes. And this is one that was in, I think the book is called Interior Inspirations by Roger Banks Pye. And it says, whatever you do in your decorating philosophy, be brave. Have stark red walls if you wish, but never wish you hadn't taken your vision right to the end. Make a bold statement. Roger Banks, bye. Mm, So good. So today we wanted to talk about taking your vision all the way to the finish line. I don't know about you guys, but maybe you kind of petered out along the way. That might be, does does everybody say petered out or just my dad? And I think it's normal. Okay, good. (laughs) He says that it's normal. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, or maybe you've, maybe you've like um, had to make certain concessions because you and your significant other don't agree. And so you settle on beige or, um, or you chicken out because you think, oh, I might get sick of it. I think it's just too, sounds hard. Yeah. A lot of people. Or it's, it seems too expensive. Yeah. Anyway, whenever, whenever the vision isn't brought to the end, then you always wonder what it could have been like, or when you're showing people the room, you're like, Oh yeah. So I had this big idea. And then pretty soon this is kind of, this is what we settled on because that big idea was too big or I don't know. Yeah. But we, we have this, this choice to make every day in um, design. And we often present our client with our first choice and then sometimes um, in trying to get along with the other homeowner, they will settle on something in the middle or they think they don't dare do it. And then they kind of settle back to something else that they always wonder what could it have been if it had taken all the way to the finish line. Yep. I think one thing that's interesting is we've done this for so long is that typically the client, if they did go with option two, yeah. not with option one, They'll always, they'll usually come back and say, this is good, but we should have gone with option one. Mm-hmm. That happens or it's, it's just, it's fascinating. Or if they did obviously go with option one, they're like, we're so glad we went with option one and not option two mm-hmm. code. That's the code for everybody who sees our design packets. Option one is always our favorite. Yeah. Heads up. <laughs> when we're presenting, we often present more than one option and we always put the, the first one in the first place. Yeah. It's yeah. The, it's the one that makes us a little nervous and excited as the designer. Mm-hmm. And that's our job is to push you to also those feelings are good. Cause why, why on earth would you hire a designer if you weren't wanting to be pushed? Yeah. Totally. We wouldn't just phone it in with the finishes and choose, you know, white walls and white oak floors and, you know, taupe furniture. You don't need a designer so much for those things. And you want to know what's interesting too, this happens a lot where we'll, we'll pick something that's actually inspired by our client's Pinterest board or something that they had like pins and subconsciously didn't realize that they were drawn to that one thing. And we show it to them and 
sometimes they'll be like, oh, I don't know. You're like, yeah, you, you do. Because <laughs> you pinned it like 15 times to be exact. And here, here's some of these concepts that did something for you, you know, that made you feel something. And so that's why we're bringing this, you know, a treatment that maybe is bolder than what you would have interpreted that picture as, but it's the thing that will take you to the next level. It's a thing that will set you apart and really identify the home as yours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so good. I love that. Well, we have a project that we worked on um, probably like four or five years ago. Yeah, or even longer than that. It it took four and a half years for us to do um, a remodel on it. And it was a, it's a 30,000 square foot home. And we brought it to be a 40,000 square foot home. Um, you. Like you do. Yeah, just normal, average. Um, the homeowner wanted uh, four different additions on the property. And and he just really wanted it to make it extraordinary. And this is probably one of the biggest, boldest, most extraordinary jobs we've ever done in the history of Alice Lane. And um, we can't, we've never been able to really talk about it or show it because of um, the privacy of the homeowner. And also he wanted to create something that was so extraordinary that he didn't really want it to be reproduced or in any way. And so we had a big challenge to use things that we haven't used in other projects. And if we use them in his project, don't use it again, because he really wanted something really extraordinary. And um, I asked him recently, now that it's been, you know, so many years later, if he would allow us to talk about it on today's podcast. And if we could share it on our Instagram stories, as long as they evaporate in 24 hours. So if you are listening to this (laughs) on Thursday, the day that this came out, you should definitely look at our Instagram stories because I'll never be able to share these images again. (laughs) But he said yes. And I'm so excited. And, um, and we're going to talk about one of those spaces right now. Talk about vision, you guys. Suzanne knows she's seen this project completed, but, um, we we had taken this home that was modeled after Versailles, so it was very, very French and um, opulent. And there were so many chandeliers in this home that really weren't his st- taste or style. And so we were like, what do we do with all these chandeliers? We're going to remove them all. They're lovely, you know, and very costly. And he said, why don't we put them all in one room and have a chandelier room? And I was like, oh, that's terrible. Like, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) In my mind, I don't think I said that to him, but I was just like, that's so over over the top. But also this home is so over the top. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, you know, come on, Jesse, you know, that room at the very end, that octagonal shaped room. What if we just fill the entire ceiling with all the chandeliers? Well, this room is not big. The footprint isn't big. It is two stories high. So we had the volume to hang chandeliers at all different heights. And um, it just seemed very, very over the top. But the more he talked about it, and then he was like, I'm going to tell everybody that you did it. If you don't make it cool, I'll be like, yeah, that was Jesse's idea. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, I'm challenged to have to make this thing really great and to embrace it and make it my own so that, so that I'm proud of it. So that he'll at least say it was his room. It was his idea. And he won't blame it on me if it doesn't work out. So anyway, this room has become like the most extraordinary room in this entire 40,000 square foot home, I think. But mostly because it's funny, but it's an intimate room because of how small the footprint is. Also, he had this vision of um, being in Paris and being in a, uh, I think it was a hotel or some sort of club or lounge or something. And 
He said they had so many of so many hand knotted rugs just like littered all over the floor and some overlapped the others on the corners. And then they had all blue velvet furniture. Um, or maybe it was like all red velvet or something, but for himself, he loves the color blue. So he said, let's use all blue rugs, all different patterns and use all different shades of blues and velvets and, you know, those type of color schemes and then fill the whole ceiling with chandeliers. Anyway, it's extraordinary. And it's one of the rooms that if you go into, if you're lucky enough to be invited to the house, then automatically I want to say to him, let's go to the chandelier room. We have to show them how this turned out because it's just like so extra. I mean, like literally the meaning of extra is this room, but it's just a really great conversation space. And everybody kind of looks magical in there under the, the lights of the chandeliers and you can dim them. Um, we gold leafed the ceiling and then painted all of the walls kind of a, a it's kind of a, a darker shade of royal blue and um, every shade of, of like um, analogous blue colors are in there upholstered. So fun to be in. Um, if you're, if you just happen to be listening to this, you should check out our Instagram stories right this second. So you can get a glimpse of, of the room. Um, so anyway, it was really fun to get to see kind of going back to that quote, Sue, of being brave and just taking it taking the vision all the way to the end and making a bold statement because that is the power of design yep. is like just completely seeing it through and doing it as good as you possibly can and not being afraid to, because it, it makes a moment, you know, like you want to be in there, you know, it's over the top, but it's fun. It's like being in a hotel lobby where you want to really impress your guests. You know, you just go for it all the way. And the cool thing about that whole story, I think too, is that often we're the ones to push the client. But that, this was fun because the client actually had the idea, like that initial idea that kind of like tested us and like had, we had to take it to its very best, highest level of design yeah. to make it, make it successful. But I will say, don't you think when you are enveloped in a whole color like that, mm -hmm. it becomes neutral? I mean, obviously it's this experience. That's a great point. But like when you're just immersed in it. Um, it doesn't become shocking anymore because there's, you know, there's enough of it to justify all the different shades and you just become a part of the room mm -hmm. and it's just a backdrop. Yeah. It's a complete backdrop, but it is such a fun room to be in because every, there's so many pieces that you're just kind of like scooting in between pieces mm -hmm. and you can't help but just like touch things so you don't fall because it, and you just, it's such an experience. Yeah. Just tactile and it's, I feel like it's emotional design for mm -hmm. sure. Because you look up and you just are you're encompassed in crystal. Yeah. You know, and you have this dark blue all around you and it's magic. Mm -hmm. It is magic. But that is, again, it's the power of design that even obviously this was done at a very high level with lots of, you know, beautiful, costly things. But again, just color saturation, everybody, that has that same power in your home. Mm -hmm. And when you look at just like high-end designers and interesting homes and that are all around the world. If you like watch AD and you look through Miles Red, Jess, you just mentioned mm -hmm. like just researching him, just the colors on the wall are so radical and like nothing that any of anybody would probably say, I'm going to do those dark red walls. I'm going to do mm -hmm. bright hunter green and I'm not going to dilute it. Yeah. You know, those are the things that you see, but then you see all these interesting layers on top of it mm -hmm. and it just becomes neutral yeah. almost, but it's so dynamic and I just, I so admired that courage mm -hmm. to just take it all the way, you know, to the end. And I think it's so good for 
us as designers, but even more for like you as listeners and, and our clients to understand who you are and be like, let's just do this because I know that I will live more beautifully if we do. Totally. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot, this is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care sleep health if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off you guys we don't have to wait for a sale you can use this anytime again the code is dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off better sleep awaits you with cozy earth really oh that brings me to a great point um coco chanel has a quote that says the best color in the whole world is the one that looks good on you mm-hmm. So if you're wondering like what color to make your new neutral, you know, think about what's in your wardrobe. Like this gentleman that we're talking about, he loves the color blue. He wears the color blue and he has blue eyes. It looks great on him. So that made sense to make that room completely drenched in that color. So I think fun thing for a moment is to kind of close your eyes and think about what's my color, you know, if you're going to do it. Sue, what's your color? color. This was the problem when I got married too. I had so many different <laughs> colors, um, which is why every room in our house, aside from public spaces, those are all white because we have bright art, but every room is a different pink color. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I would probably say right now I'm wearing like lots of warm tones. I'm wearing lots of mustards and I'm wearing lots of like, I'm always in a red lip mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. And we, we actually went um, jewelry or makeup shopping this weekend and Jess was with me. You guys, uh-huh. I tried on a nude lip and everyone was just like, ah, no, take that off. That's not you. Suzanne like broken. I was like, I'll try it. Like, where did your, looks like. where did your lips go? No, it's, yeah, it's my one true away. beauty. And why would I take that away? So, <laughs> so, you know, just like, but that bold, because I am so fair. Like if I don't wear color, if I just wear white, like a white shirt, yeah. I just disappear. Yeah, I'm transparent as it gets. So, um, for Positively me, I always translucent. Want, but I like I like saturation. I like true colors, mm-hmm. and I but like secondary colors that are just interesting, but completely saturated and rich, where it's ambiguous almost. And so, any tone like that, I'm going to be down for. Suzanne is not a pastel. I'm not a pastel. Forget I'm about not, forget about it, Easter. She's not no, wearing I'm your not hues. Into it. Yeah, I'm not into it. No, she's gonna wear a hot pink dress or a red dress instead of a instead of a pastel. Exactly. What about you, Jess? I love it. I feel like I cut Corey off. What were you gonna say? 
I was going to say, um, I like the client we were just barely talking about his confidence, not only to like say this to you, just be like, this is what this room should be. Um, but also there's the confidence to not care about what anyone is going to think coming into the space. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the time, a lot of people let outside opinions, like outside of their household, like affect the things they do in their own home. Yeah. We call that crowdsourcing. You're like, don't crowdsource this. Mm -hmm. This is personal. Yeah. And I think this is only for you. It's about you. I've done that in my life, but like, as I've gotten to like my early thirties, I've just been like, you know what? My life is going to be about me and what I want for myself. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do what I feel comfortable in. Cause at the end of the day, I'm paying for it and I have to live in it. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Jess, what's your color? Blue. Yeah. Uh, well, I say that um, probably also I, I'm sitting here in a blue coat. With blue eyes. With blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just bought a blue car, (laughs) Um, but I have to say inside my house, I probably have like the front room in my house, front two, my room and the master, master bedroom and the living room are both plum. I just love that. It's kind of that it's deeper and smokier than lavender, but it's not purple. You know what I'm talking about? So it's not cold. I just love that so much. I think I, I started um, kind of collecting early on a few pieces from Oli that had the plum mohair. And I was like, this is like my, it is like my soul guide. Mm-hmm. I just, it feels so, um, I don't even know what to say. It's kind of smoky and sophisticated, but not so serious as being purple. Yeah. So it can kind of live in that, in that sort of analogous space. And it's amazing how neutral it feels. You talk about neutral. 100%. People think they have to do taupe to be neutral and there's so many colors that feel neutral in a space, you know, but they just make it feel more intentional and not so phoned in. Yep. I feel like a designer when I when I use color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Okay. So um, to a uh, second point that we have, the second quote. Yeah, um, this is from Mary McDonald. I don't know how many of you guys ever watched the show Million Dollar Decorators. It was on probably like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago. It was on Bravo. And Mary was one of the Million Dollar Decorators. And she has such a great look. You'll have to Google her. Um, but she says this about kind of taking things to the, um, to the finish line. She says, it takes courage to mix things up and conviction to push a look to its limit. When you do, the reward is rooms that exude passion, personality, and flair. Mm. You get so much more credit for it. You really do. Yeah. We actually just got off the phone with a builder and he was talking about his homes and he wants to create memory, memory points. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, these are those memory points that just extraordinary design, like what this quote says. Totally. And here's the thing, guys, it doesn't necessarily cost more. It's, you're painting the room anyway, yeah. right? You have to paint the room anyway. When you're moving into a new house, like Corey's about to do, you just choose a shade of paint that's impactful. You have to put fabric on the sofa anyway. You just choose a color that's going to be impactful. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not that people, it's not that you're doing something so expensive. It's just making different choices. I feel like more than ever, like artisans are coming out of the woodwork. You know, you just even going on Etsy yeah. or going places. You can find interesting lights. You can go on first dibs. You can go be inspired on Instagram or Pinterest, 80, whatever. And you, there's really nothing holding you back but you. Yeah. You know, there's enough resources. So if you like, I can't afford a designer, you know, you still, you still can be inspired and make inspired decisions. Mm-hmm. They'll make your spaces impactful. 
Totally. I love that. Do you guys agree with this statement? So in like music production Mm -hmm. and soundscaping, that's like after you've written a song and you're kind of like putting layers on it, uh, you, we create moments in it. So Mm -hmm. like this, there's a breakdown before the next verse comes in to kind of separate, you, you know what I mean? What's happening like structurally. Yeah. In design, like how I've thought of it in our common spaces, we'll probably have like, you know, like do white walls and then like have rad moments of art or Mm -hmm. like cool, like, um, you know, like fabric on our sofa, like you were saying, do you think there's like, uh, is that a good way? If someone doesn't want to be like top to bottom, just totally bold are those like good ways to create moments. Is, is that what you're saying? Like you don't have to be like totally. Yeah. I think that, you know, drama kind of comes into an interior when you have, like you're saying like a little bit of relief and then all of a sudden you have this bold moment. It seems extra dramatic Mm -hmm. if you give it some relief or like I often use this example too, that if you have um, like a standard height ceiling and then all of a sudden you walk into a room and you have this soaring two foot ceiling, right? You're like, you know, that effect because Mm -hmm. it's so unique and different than the last moment that you were in, you know? And so I, you can do that with wall color or textures or, you know, people really go for it. I feel like in entries and powder baths, because you're not ever going to get tired of them because you don't actually live in them. You're in a powder bath for, you know, five minutes. So um, they oftentimes like you'll get that. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Like you're, you know, your powder bath that you guys are creating right now, like you're really spending a lot of time and energy and mojo just like trying to like go for it in there because, you know, you're not going to get tired of it, you know? And so I think if we were to spend a little bit more time and energy, like really like making our spaces we actually live in, like really sing, you know? So I, and those rooms always get way more credit too. I think about like, Mm -hmm. we had an executive for us at Alice Lane and she had this darling little uh, apartment in Salt Lake City. And she, um, I think the rooms were fairly neutral, but then she made this teeny tiny little home office for herself, this Pharaoh and ball shade of pink. And was it called pink ground? And it is so beautiful. We get more Instagram questions on what is that wall color? If we ever post that. And it was just so funny because it's just like this little pocket square of a moment. It's such a teeny tiny room. It had little glass doors on it and the rest of the spaces weren't um, and they were beautifully designed, but they were more neutral. And you're just like, what's that pink thing over there? You know, it's not more than like a six by eight foot room. You oh, know? it was just like, tiny, just yeah. itty bitty glass doors off the other spot. Yeah. But because like, I think just impactfully, I will say that that little chandelier mm-hmm. that was also in that room had that same tone of pink. And again, so just like seeing a color and then repeating it again and like really trying to pull that in to create this environment and this mood mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah. It is everything. And that's what like is moth to a flame. We get drawn into those spaces. Yeah, totally. Well, to Coco Chanel's point, the best color in the whole world is the one that looks good on you. Guys, I mean, Corey actually is wearing a pink shirt right now. There isn't a soul that doesn't look incredible in pink. That's true. Like our skin tone like pinks up and like Mm. just looks, we all look so healthy and vibrant and lovely. So find your shade, ladies and gents. Yeah. Like if nothing else, like that's a great color to use. Or if you don't dare, then like do it in your, do it in your, you know, your, your primary closet you've always dreamed for, you know, 
make that space like a shade of pink and just look gorgeous in it when you're getting ready. Don't worry about what you look like in the world, but in your closet. It's got to start somewhere. Is it kind of like singing in the shower, Corey? Like we all sound incredible in the shower. We'll all look incredible in our closets. Yeah. Throw them in a shade of pink. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I know I know we've only been talking about color because of like obviously the chandelier room that's blue and all these other spaces and Coco's um, quote. But I will say that every single decision you make, mm-hmm. the sculptures that you grab when you're on your travels, the mm-hmm. art that you pick out, like even like I'm I'm sure there's several of you out there that are saying, I just I like neutrals. I like black and whites, I like neutrals. I you know, that's that's my jam. And some people will be like that. Anyway, be be audacious in your choices for those other top layers. Because again, it's those conversation starters. It's doing big design. It's getting massive art on a crazy scale that has an opinion that's going to like shock the people, you know, like give, make it exciting for you, you know, and like do something that's just, I don't know, that nobody else has, that only you can have. How do you Mm -hmm. guys feel about like, I've thought a lot about this with building the house. If you're going to, if you want to do something bold, but still like neutral, do like a, like a mohair, like putting something in. Oh yeah. Okay. I love what you're saying. Yeah. When we were actually talking to the Hable sisters about this at market, if you're going to do white, do high texture whites. And that was the first like aha moment I had. It was just like, she had this gloppy white plaster pottery and things that had a lot of texture to them. So you're right. If you're going to phone it in, and use a neutral or a white, make sure that they're interesting, that they have great texture to them mm-hmm. and they don't fall flat. Yeah. Cause know? I mean, maybe some people don't like living in this like bold space that's like screaming at them, but there are probably other ways to be bold than just right. color, right? That's my point. It'll have more value and richness to it mm-hmm. and won't feel like Ikea, you know, yeah. it will feel handcrafted or artisan or like it's still in great taste if it has a fantastic texture. Totally. It's probably the only one like it. Yep. I really, I do respect that. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that yeah, theory I've, of just doing something that nobody has. I think it's something that I try and do. Yeah. I, we do this so often. I'm like, I want something that surprises me. Mm-hmm. That I'm shocked by that. Again, nobody else can have it because I have it. And so always be looking for that quality in your items. And you can create it, you know, by the fabric that you're going to put on the sofa anyway. It can be completely yours. Mm-hmm. You know, or just, again, those just every single, down to like the last trinket on your table. Like it should have a story. It should have a funk. And it should be completely you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So you know, I promise you, you know, most people are like, I don't know what I like. And I remember like back when I was first married, Pottery Barn was like all the rage. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember this gal that we were good friends with and she basically replicated the catalog in her home, like used that, that um, image in the catalog as her guide and completely recreated it. And when we'd go in, she'd be like, we'd be like, Wow did you get this from Pottery Barn? And she'd be like, yeah, this is Pottery Barn. This is pot. And the whole house was Pottery Barn. And, and it was like bragging rights. Yeah. It was like wearing a pair of guest jeans. You know, you were just like, yeah, you betcha. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Sponsored by. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. If only there were influencers back then, oh she could gosh. have been Pottery Barn's greatest influencer. Yeah. And I think that maybe people in the past have been like, oh yeah, well, if it's, if it looks just like the catalog, then I get a lot of credit for it. This is hard because it's, we're literally saying it's the opposite of that. We're saying, let's create something that's uniquely you that isn't like hashtag sponsored, you know, and really um, think to your experiences. I know you have them. Um, I know you've experienced things in the world, wherever you're from. 
uh, an awesome place that you traveled. Like there's going to be things that sort of ring those bells for you. And you can slowly start to acquire those things. And like Sue was saying, if it's going to be all neutral, go big art, like whatever you're thinking of, go twice as big as what you think and have that huge piece of art over your neutral sofa. And then you can grab a few pillows that speak to one of the tones in that art. And all of a sudden, like yours, your room really feels very specific to who you are. And that neutral sofa isn't the hero anymore. That art is. I'm going to say something really bold and it, some people may not like it, but this is <laughs> this is the truth in a lot of, whether it's music, fashion, whatever. If you are seeing something in a catalog or you're seeing something on a TV show that's, you know, I mean, there's a hundred design, in quotation, design TV shows out there. Those are made to be consumed by the millions. Mm-hmm. Like not the one, not you. Right. So I think you need to reach further than that. Mm-hmm. If, if you want something that really connects to you personally, you can't gravitate towards the things that are packaged for the millions. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if, if you want to find out more about yourself, like dig deeper mm-hmm. and find the things that are not packaged mm-hmm. to the masses. I'm going to add to that too. Again, with the client that had the chandelier room, yeah. he obviously, he travels a great deal. He's yeah. seen the world mm-hmm. and he's been inspired by it, obviously, to be able to like make those statements and know kind of what, what bold strokes he wants to take, right? But I feel like even right now, we can't, we're not, none of us are traveling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're quarantined basically still, but there's still so much to be inspired by. No other time in the world could you reach as far as we can now between social media and between books and TV shows and traveling and food and all that is at our fingertips, y'all. So to say that you can't be inspired because you can't afford to go to Prague does not mean you can't go, you know, search that out. Like you have that opportunity and I would really, yeah, I've been at the eight, is it the 80, the visits? Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, we've talked about that before, but like 80 open door, it's architectural digest. It's kind of like MTV cribs kind of, but next level. Yeah. 80 (laughs) open door, totally walk through celebrities homes with them all day long. So much fun and designers homes. And just like, there's just so bold. And like, like I'm finding myself just like holding the screen and like pausing screenshotting. Mm -hmm. So I can just like peruse around there and be like, where did they find that? Mm -hmm. Like, and just being so inspired. So there really, there really is so much opportunity to figure out who you are. Yeah. And if you go like to the AD open door thing, the, there's a, lot, a ton of dope people on there. The dopest people are not the ones phoning it in. They're not the ones like. Oh yeah. Like Lenny Kravitz house. Yeah. Like get about it. Brazilian farm. Mm-hmm. Lenny. Yeah. I love it so much. So go. go. Suzanne thinks he's I'm listening right, right now. Lenny. Right. He was my college crush. Call me. I had a car. I had a cardboard cut out of you. You know, you know the one. Uh, so lovely. Let's talk a little bit about, um, <laughs> on another note, <laughs> back to the podcast. We're all sweating, thinking about Lenny Kravitz, not Brazilian me. farmhouse. Yeah. Not, not Corey. He, yeah. Lenny's not my thing. No, <laughs> no, but I'm glad for Sue's. But you've got somebody that you, that you've watched their home and you're like, their lifestyle is what I want for myself. Like, yeah. Um, like getting drunk y'all. Like, <laughs> for yeah, us. My no. favorite Kendall's was. Yeah. Kendall like, Jenner. That is my. That was great. Yeah, I had never heard of her That's designer. Probably. Totally. What was that? It's totally rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. Kendall Jenner. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. it's great. Hillary, is it Hillary Duff? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Did you see hers? Yeah. Yeah. I thought hers was. I felt like hers was so like normal, so casual. Yeah, she had some like that cool credenza in her um, entry. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, that is, it's, it was Mm -hmm. rad to like take, and we've talked about that a bunch, but taking like an old antique piece. Yeah. And like, yeah, using it in a more uh, transitional way, I guess. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was rad. I thought that was cool. Uh, I love it. You guys, I don't feel like this is intimidating. I feel like it's just like very soul finding, like, yeah. like we're on a journey. It's 2020. It's weird out there. Like we're all just trying to hunker down and be safe and um, just You're on your phone anyway. Yeah. I'm just saying. Might as well just be <laughs> screenshotting and getting inspired and kind of cocooning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making it really, really you and being unapologetic about it. Yep. You can't care what your sister thinks. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah, care. No. Corey, you can't care what your wife thinks. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, we do. We have to care about if we share a home with somebody, we have to care about what they think too. Um, Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, we have a couple of projects that we took. We always say like high risk, high reward. I don't think it's just us. I think they say that in like the banking industry, (laughs) probably a lot of industries. It's just ours. You have to risk it for the biscuit. (laughs) Okay. Let's call that the, yeah, we'll say that about this. Um, So one of our favorites to talk about, of course, is Ashley Kennedy's kitchen. Mm, So good. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, she, again, this is the one, uh, when was that home built? In the 80s? 1980. 1980. Mm-hmm. Years prior to my birth. Mm. Yeah, gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful decade. But um, as you know, it has really short ceilings. Like it's nothing. By really short, she means eight foot. Eight foot. Yeah. Like the 80s, eight. Yeah. Magic number. Anyway, um, short ceilings and just the layout wasn't great. So we completely redid that. And we did some, she was so trusting And she, obviously she dresses to, you know, she dresses so beautifully and she's just, she wanted to be pushed. Mm -hmm. And so we pushed her and not only did we like do interesting, if you go to our portfolio, it's, I think it's just Alice of Kennedy, Kennedy, House of Kennedy. Yeah. So the website, just to let everyone know, is alicelaneinteriordesign.com. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So if you go there, that's where the portfolio is. Yeah. And you can see House of Kennedy on there and her kitchen um, we wanted to do this like high lacquered paint. And in the end, our, um, our cabinet maker had, he, I think, did he say yeah. it's not, it's not lacquer. It's actually a metal it's cabinet. Metal. He was really trying to figure out a way because high lacquered, like lacquered cabinets in general, they can be very expensive mm-hmm. and you see a lot of fingerprints and she has young children. And so that wasn't really like fitting the bill, but he's, he's really curious. So find yourself a curious builder mm-hmm. if you can, that will be willing to do some of these moves. Cause he's like, you know, I think we could figure this out. And so he actually um, built these cabinets and had them painted um, with an automotive paint. No, no, no. They metal. were, they, it's metal. actual metal. It's metal yeah, they're metal cabinets. With an automotive finish on it so that they could still be high gloss and they wouldn't show fingerprints. And it is just, it's stunning. The gloss that comes off of that. And if you want to go and like really screenshot and stare at it, um, the drawer rhythms are super interesting. There's nothing standard about this kitchen brass at all. inlay the brass around the doors. On, it, on the doors. Um, on the island, the Saru's black, like mm-hmm. we went back and forth on like, what is the finish on this going to be? Is it going to be light? Is it going to be dark? And she was totally down for option one. Yeah. We went dark Saru's and then we <laughs> built, because of the space constraints, we also did a banquette attached to the island, you know, and in this camel channeled leather. And just the whole thing is just a showstopper. Yeah. It is like, she has to be so, Ashley, you're listening. 
it has to be so fun for you to welcome people into your home mm-hmm. and welcome them over for dinner and bring them into your kitchen because it is, she had a lock on you stove as well. Um, but just everything about that kitchen is just spectacular and nothing standard. Everything is extraordinary, but, and it's done in a 1980 home, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Which I feel like the design has a bigger impact on itself mm-hmm. because the spaces aren't huge. Like you really feel that wrap around you. It's fun to be in. It's really fun. And the color of her leather is like this camel. It's beautiful, glossy camel leather on the banquette that's got a um, channel, a channel tufted um, banquette. It really looks like an old roadster or something. Anyway, really great. We really went for it on that and she was into it. And I think in the end, um, just like Mary McDonald says that when you do, the reward is rooms that exude passion, personality, and flair. And it's so beautiful. In fact, a girl just barely asked if she could shoot her cookbook in her space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just an incredible space. Um, another one that we did is for a gentleman. We just did um, we did a remodel on this house. We made a closet for um, a him and a her. And on his side, we had the idea that maybe we should just paint the back wall of the um, closet, paint the closet walls, this Hermes orange, and then layer in the cabinetry system over the top. So the back of the built-ins now are the Hermes orange. And there's kind of this beautiful sort of charcoaly gray note to the cabinetry. Mm-hmm. My gosh, if you guys, if, if <laughs> when the walls were just painted orange, you went in the room, you're like, I don't know about this. I don't know. I feel nervous. Shocking. Yeah. And yeah. they, and they stuck with it. The clients weren't nervous. And then the closet system came in and got assembled and it just looks so leathery and so rich. And if it were white back there, you'd be like, be so sad. So sad. I hope you have really rad clothes so we can see those because there's nothing else to. I know, post, you but know? you just know that room is going to like smell like leather and cologne and it's like tobacco. Up a beautiful <laughs> box. I know, rich tobacco. Yeah, <laughs> smoke. Uh-huh. Um, but when you open up a beautiful box and the lining, mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful, and you know it's expensive. That's what that little spot looks like. Oh, it's I cannot so tell you. Like paint is the same cost if they would have done white or if they would have done orange. Same price. Design is so powerful, you guys. Just getting it right. And he loves it. And it's 100% him. Like mm-hmm. He appreciates fashion. And and it's so fun that they did. It's completely different than his wife. So at the end of the day when and the beginning of the day, they can go into their spots and just kind of be reignited on this is who I am. Let's yeah. go take over the world. Yeah. Which is very much this client's personality. So I love that he was able to get that and live like that. I love that. It's like jumping off the high dive instead of just the diving board. Ooh. Right. I think it's so exhilarating to get to do something great Mm -hmm. when there's a chance to, and we all have those opportunities. You're proud. I would not be surprised if he takes um, his friends into that or just like, Hey, you got to come see this. Yeah. Like when they come into the house, it's like crazy before and after that we'll be shooting here in the next year. But it's so fun to just like you, we all have a favorite spot that we're Mm -hmm. jazzed that we didn't hold back on. Yeah. Or jazz to take our friends to. So like, think about what is that space in your house? What are you like super jazz to take your best friend and be like, you got to see this, this thing that I just did. Oh my gosh. I'm so nervous, but I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And hopefully you know? it's not just in your closet. No. Hopefully you do it. Hopefully you do it out in the open Man. too. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. That's the chandelier room for me. Mm-hmm. If we walk into that house that I want to beeline it down to the very end to be able to stand in that chandelier room again, just as proof that we that we did it. It makes you really feel like you're alive too. And you're in a great space. Yeah. It's so fun. It feels like a life celebration to live with great design, Mm. you know? Yep. Yeah. So good. 
Um, Corey was making a really, you were making a good point before we started recording about surrounding yourself with bigger ideas than what's in your own head. Yeah, that's basically what I was trying to say is like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right? So in order to kind of complete your vision and push your vision, you have to like, like I said earlier, like dig deeper and educate yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's like reading books or magazines or going on YouTube and watching the 80, like open door thing, uh, finding out what other people have done that are pushing the limits so you can push your own. That Love was that. my, yeah. Yeah. Point on that. That's so good. To that too, even if like when you're looking at your closet, you're like, gosh, I really like, is this me? You know, like if you don't feel like those clothes are you or you're like, this isn't what I would be doing if I had all the resources in the world, color's color. So like be inspired by fashion, be inspired by clothes. And cause that's something we wear every day. It's something that we can understand. It's, you know, it's, it's every, it's, we get, we're all wearing clothes. So look at clothes, you know, and make a file of those and you'll find that common denominator mm-hmm. of like, I am drawn to this color. Okay. I think this is something I'd feel comfortable in mm-hmm. putting on my walls. Yeah. So good. I, um, we did a home up in purchase New York, for a client and it was a beautiful, big stately home. And we talked her into painting her dining room, this beautiful, um, it's not like butternut squash. What's the it's clay, clay, caramely tone. It's beautiful. And it's, it's one of those, they always say like in dining spaces that if you use like reds or yellows or those warm tones, it, it makes you feel hungry. And we all look beautiful in those warm tones as well. And that's where we're going to gather. And I'm sure that she just goes in there and just like wants to sit. Yeah, you go into the entry and you have the living room over to the left. You have the dining room to the right and everything is painted like neutral and it's beautiful, beautiful pieces. But you look to the right and it just like, I'm sure people just like naturally take that traffic route Mm -hmm. because they want to see inside there. And it's not that any of the furniture is crazy colors. The furniture is quite neutral, but we just painted the walls Mm -hmm. to give her that impact. And we did put a bold cobalt blue um, with some kind of Twombly inspired strokes in it um, that kind of brought in that terracotta clay color. Mm -hmm. But that blue against that tone of terracotta, it is magnetic. It is so, so good. And it just feels like big design. And that's the room that I like naturally want to go into. Um, But you don't have to be scared about having really crazy colored furniture. If you're, if that's not your jam, paint the walls, something, you know, get interesting art up there and, I think it'll, it pays off in a huge, huge way. Totally. Mm, love it. Well, you guys, I hope that, um, I hope that you'll have the courage to take on something, even if you just want to start with a powder bath or maybe a dining room, maybe it's, maybe it's a space that you don't use as much, but I'm really going to challenge you to try out color. It's back. Um, if you look on the newsstands anywhere in all the shelter magazines, I promise you all of them on the cover are saying something about color. And it's that time again where, everybody's, everybody's getting into it and you need to do your version of that. But, um, living with color is just, it's just life. So find something that you look great in and that you're drawn to. And I promise you, it will thank you back. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. And we will catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 